Hi, this is George Denholm. And this is Dustin Weber. Welcome to the 5x2 podcast, where each week we discuss Christian discipleship. We hope that you'll find this podcast interesting and informative, but also challenging as you strive to grow in your discipleship to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. For this episode, uh, we continue to discuss reaching the one, and we'll be diving into uh, potential of each person today, and we continue to welcome back our uh, guest hosts, our um, very frequent guest host, Julie Dietrich. So Julie, thanks again for for joining us and continuing to come back to, to deal with uh, George and, and me. So we Yeah, I wanted it. to add that, Julie. Thanks for putting up with us, and you give us a different perspective as well as kind of temper us. Glad to be here. Thanks for asking me back. Well, we've been talking about uh, reaching the one and uh, uh, kind of focusing a little bit on the curriculum that uh, you've developed for a training session on how folks can do that in a practical sense. And we've talked in the last couple of uh, episodes about compelling community and resilient faith. Today, we really want to talk about the potential of each person. And that's part of our four motives. And we talk about our Vision 28 plan. And the definition that we've come up with uh, for our congregation is capturing the uniqueness of each person and walking with them to experience the fullness of life in Jesus. So as you hear that, as I read that, what is the first thing that you think of? Just not even in terms of what you guys did with your training, but maybe just in terms of yourself. Capturing the uniqueness of each person and walking with them to experience the fullness of life in Jesus. The first thing I think of is that God has a plan for each person and each person's plan or story or whatever you want to call it is going to be different than another. So like dig in and figure out what it is. Yeah. That's where I go. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? I think the word that sticks out, to, I mean, a lot of it sticks out, but um, one that sticks out to me is uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Um, as you think about it, as we kind of been talking about with this training is it, it isn't like a, here's the playbook of every single step you're going to take. We try to provide a framework because each person is different. Each person is unique. Each person has a story. And so it's about learning who that person is, um, learning about them, building the relationship, building trust. And so, yeah, just remembering that it's not a, you know, one size fits all type of thing, right? Each person is unique. Right. And to add to that, if God is the author of each person's story, we've talked about this before, he's way more creative than any of us can ever be. If we tried to write whatever the, you know, person's track is going to be, it would, it would be so one note, right? God's writing this for each person and how creative he's going to be. And so the uniqueness part does stick out to me too, because we'll never know, you know, what, what potential people have unless we hear through the spirit when we talk to those people or inter- encounter those people. Yeah. When I was doing youth ministry, one of the things I really pointed out to kids was the uniqueness and that God uses that, you know, because sometimes teenagers, especially they want to fit in, you know, so they're, so they're trying to be something they're not. I think back when, when I'll, I'll date myself a lot, when, when I was in high school, the movie Grease came out. Well, the whole principle in Greece is you change who you are to fit in with the group you're with. And so that was a big discussion we had when I was in youth group about are you adapting to be part of the crowd or are you being who God made you to be? And so I always would bring it up with teens when I was working with them that you're important. God made you the way you are because, again, he's got a plan for you. You have a role in this congregation. And I use that, uh, the, the Romans passage about being part of the body. 
that each one of us is a part of the body, and each part of the body has a necessary role. And some of the roles are up in front and they're visible, and some of the roles are behind the scenes, but every part of the body is important. And we see that on staff, too. I mean, even here, just talking around the table, each one of us kind of has a different perspective. You know, I'm the one that jabbers all the time. You guys think a little bit deeper, and, and you, you bring in points, but the, the three of us kind of have that melody that we play together, or it's a harmony together, right? One of us. I'm not a music person, so I have no idea. Well, you know, and I was just kind of thinking, I was going to say this the other day, you know, hearing Julie sing with Carrie and Daniel the other day, and and there's a great harmony that happens, and all of them are. Thanks, George. You know, and I appreciate that because I can sing okay as long as somebody else sings well that I can listen to. But listening to three of you, all of you have very distinct voices, and yet when you sang together, it was beautiful. Whoa. You know, Mark this one down. Well, I, you know, <laughs> but the, the same thing happens like a symphony, right? Mm-hmm. So many different instruments, and you might say like that that little that person that hits that little tiny, you know, ding. What is the little bell that hangs down? <laughs> the ding ding bell. The, the cowbell is it? The cowbell no, is that right? No, we need more cowbell, but <laughs> we might need to edit here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, there, there's like, there's just what, like one little timpani thing or yes. whatever that. Not timpani is a big one. Oh gosh. I, I, that's why I'm not musical. Um, but the, it's not the triangle. But the, they've got those little, the little <laughs> hanging, the little hanging tubes, you know, that makes you know. Uh, but each one of those little, little <laughs> notes, we're just here to spice it up a little bit. Uh, but each one of those little notes, it doesn't seem like much, but in the grand picture of the song it sounds great right right i get what you're saying <laughs> you didn't know where i was going it took me a long way to get to the well, right spot as you were talking i was thinking about back in the classroom like i i worked so hard to find out what each student's unique gift was and what made them tick and sometimes it took me the whole year to find it but i never stopped building that relationship and that rapport with that each student to understand what was special and what gifts God gave to them. And together we, we made a class, right? But each one was a part of that. And it takes time, it takes effort, but it's so special to realize that about people as well. Yeah, and I think great teachers do that. They look for those unique things. But I think that's also important. Another thing, I think we're, you guys were going to bring it up later on, but when you tried to do that with the kids, there was nothing the advantage for you is only the satisfaction of seeing that they were reaching their potential. Those kids did not, it wasn't a project you had to make them no. better. I mean, no. you know, ultimately the teacher's trying to help students to grow and to learn, but it, it wasn't that they were a special project in t- per se, but they were a special person that you wanted to bring to fruition. Right. I wanted to find what it was so I could help them shine. It was, I was not trying to change them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You weren't so trying to you, change why? them or mold them. Yeah. Because I think sometimes when people hear, you know, I'm trying to reach, find the potential of each person, it's because you're thinking about what do you get out of it? You know, um, sometimes we, we do a thing with the new members where we find their spiritual gifts and their passions and their, their experiences and their personality. And I want to get them connected to a ministry role, but it's not just because we want to fill a spot. I'm not looking at the potential of everyone because I said, I need 16 ushers. So I'm going to look for that person that's an usher. No, I want to help them find where God has placed Mm -hmm. them in the body. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to help them to, find themselves their uniqueness to to use their gifts but it's not a project or it's not something i'm doing for selfishness absolutely and and that's something we talk about um yeah i don't know who where this phrase comes from but i've heard it a few times but 
people are not projects, people are people. And so as we are seeking to reach the one, it's truly, it's, it's again, it's not to, as Julie said, to change somebody or think, you know, this person is a project that, you know, I'm, I'm going to help this person, right? That type of mentality. It's, no, I'm just going to get to know this person. I'm going to build an authentic, genuine relationship where I get to know this person, learn about them, learn their story, where they can learn about me, learn about my story. Um, I think that's so important to your, you know, what you're saying, George, is like, we can't go in this thing, oh yeah, I'm going to do this or whatever project or agenda we may have. It really needs to be, I'm going to go in and show love to this person because like you said, they're a special person, they're unique, and I just want to show God's love to them and then let the spirit do what the spirit does. And we partner that with compelling community because some people are not confident or willing or want to do that on their own, or maybe they just need someone to walk alongside with them. So just being part of a compelling community to have that other person that will go with you to to seek the potential of a person, to start that conversation. Yeah, and I was actually going to bring in, you know, as we're talking about potential of each person, tying it back to mind. the compelling community <laughs> yeah. like you already kind of did there is to your guys' points about the different roles and everything like that. That's the other thing of the beauty of a compelling community is you have people in your community that could have different strengths of like George is way you know better than me at this, Julie's better than me at this, but maybe I have this strength, but they can all work together as a whole then, you know, and, um, can be very, very powerful then as we seek to, um, be on mission together as a community rather than to your point of just one person trying to go out. And then you continue to have that encouragement and, Mm -hmm. um, and also to help, you know, remind, Hey, you know, we need that reminder to one another. We need to see the potential of each person. Right. And, um, making sure it's not turning into a project. Like that's, that's the, the beauty of the, having that community is just that reminder and, um, having that relationship with one another where we can hold each other accountable again in a very positive way. Yeah. And, and I kind of think back to our, our last conversation where we were talking about the compelling community and the talents of each person in that community. Uh, sometimes I hear when we talk about reaching to one, people go, well, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert, you know, so I, you know, I, you, you know, you can talk to anybody, but like introverts are better at going deeper. You know, some of us that are more extroverts, we, we you know, we, what they say that you got a thousand friends, but none of them are their close friends, you know, where the whole community, that compelling community together, um, somebody, you know, needs to have an, more of an introvert talk to them. Maybe an, int- an extrovert is the one that scares them away because it's too much. And so, again, the potential of each person, God's going to use us. I know you said the Holy Spirit then does the work. It, we, we just do whatever he puts us in, in line to do and then trust that he's going to bring it to fruition in the way he needs to. And it may take the three of us, you know, each one of us has their, our own role in it before that person says, yeah, maybe this Jesus thing is something I want to find out about. But, again, when we're talking about the potential of each person, we don't know what it takes for that person to come to faith. We just do our role. And even taking it back even more simple, it's not just go for the go for the gusto and get them to, you know, commit their life to Christ, but it's just building that relationship and loving on them. So if we just break it down even more simply, it's just giving the time to just have a conversation with somebody and just get to know them and ask their story. You talked about their story, Dustin. All that takes is a listening ear. You don't even have to say anything other than just, hey, you know, tell me your story. And then you're just the listener. You don't have to say a word. You're just you're just being that ear to hear. Then 
praying, God, what do I do with that? Yeah, and we talk a lot about listening mm, in our yeah. in our training as well, and because um, it's just it's so important. And for some people, that's really easy. Like for me, I would much rather listen than talk. Um, that's just my personality. For some people, that's very hard. Like you know, it's as somebody else is talking is like, well, I need to step in or, or you know, not step in, but like kind of jump in and give give my my two cents or whatever. Or like, oh, I really want to tell this story. And sometimes it can be hard for people to like step back and be like, no, I'm going to listen. Um, and so I think it just depends just being aware of, of where you are. And to George's point, like just even if you're an introvert, because I'm very much an introvert, there are still so many ways that you can seek to live on mission, even as an introvert. It's not just for extroverts. And so um, finding those ways that you can do that. And um, yeah, I think it's just listening is, is so key and j- like genuinely listening and I do this all the time and Julia has been great about teaching this in our training of not thinking about what you're going to say next and like where it's like oh I'm going to stop listening because I need to start thinking about what I'm going to say next instead of actually genuinely listening to what somebody's saying then after that because part of it is I'm a processor and so I need to think about it but it's okay if there's some silence afterwards where I'm processing or say hmm, let me think about that for a second or before I respond so I think that's that's important too, of not just listening to respond, but actually listening to listen. Right, and we we do some activities and give some other. We don't want to give all of the good stuff away, but some other helpful hints just to get in that practice of putting the other person first and not ourselves, because what we have to say isn't probably as important as just stopping and just listening to what they have to say. And before the show, kind of transitioning a little bit, George, you were kind of talking about this, so I'll kind of transition us into it but when we're talking about potential of each person the other thing is is obviously not judging people right and you know god looks at our hearts not our outward appearance things like that where we really need to to, again make sure we remember okay that they are a person and god loves them and how then do we get to learn them and again that they are unique and not judging maybe even on the first interaction with somebody because we don't know necessarily what's going on. Now, again, we throughout all of this, we talk about there's you need to have safe boundaries and things like that. Um, but reminding ourselves as we go through this of okay, what's what's really going on? What's how do I see what their true potential is? Not not judging them. Yeah, and there again, uh, asking good questions too. You know, listening, but then instead of responding right away. Maybe asking a, a clarifying question or even a question, help me to understand this. I heard you say this. Can you help me give me a little bit more information about that? Just leading them to talk more about themselves. It, it, for most people, it's easy to talk about yourself. Now, that's not always true, though. Mm-hmm. There's some people probably you reach and they're, again, they, they, they're kind of play their cards closer to the, to the, to the chest and they don't want to let, let anybody see what's inside of them. It might take you several conversations to actually break beyond somebody just telling you this is where I was born and this is where I worked yeah that did come up in the pilot trainings that we had and sometimes it is good for there to be talking amongst both just to see what common denominators there are but then to lay off and then just hear them but I mean if there needs to be a little bit of that before you get to the you know the heavy stuff yeah and to your point, George, it, it takes time. It, <laughs> yes. it's, a, it's a process because relationships take time mm-hmm. to, to build that trust, to be where I, okay, now I can share this. And so, 
um, yeah, I think that's just important for people to remember. It isn't like, oh, I'm going to have two conversations. And, um, and and that may be in certain situations. Again, we talked kind of more about like, you know, maybe it's a, to Julie's point of the example with the waiter or things like that. There, there are those examples, but a lot of times there's more people that are already in your life that you're seeing on a consistent basis. And it's just going to take that time to, to build that trust and ask good questions, like you said, George. And I think, I th- was it last episode we talked about, you know, if we don't see something come to fruition, just to trust the spirit, trust God that his spirit is at work, no matter what the fruit we see or don't see. And I think that could be true here. Like we might see potential in somebody, but maybe that's not how God wants to use that person. So being able to know it's it's okay to back off or to listen to his spirit and know we need to pursue, but we may never see it come to fruition or we may never see it happen but just again to trust and follow his leading yeah and we talked uh yes the last episode uh about organized or organic and i think one of the problems in the past is so many approaches to sharing the gospel have been overly organized you know the mm-hmm. kennedy thing is ask those two questions and then and then share the gospel or or uh, what's the romans road is to walk through the this let's walk through these six passages from romans and and the holy spirit can work through any of those things but um you know you have an organized approach that you guys are teaching but it becomes more organic as you're getting to know the person as you're spending that time in meaningful conversation and allowing those questions to come out and then allowing the gospel to come out in the way that that fits best for that person you know that uniqueness and the in the the definition of of potential of each person. It's the uniqueness. Not everybody's going to walk through the Roman road or not everybody, but everybody has a story and everybody needs Jesus. And so in the conversation, uh, the the developing that meaningful relationship with them, you're going to find the way to share the gospel. And to tie it back to, that's where I kind of my, the way my brain works with all this is it just all just ties together. But to tie it back to the resilient faith that we talked about, is a lot of this, a lot of this, all of this takes prayer, right? When we see seeing the potential of each person, you need to be praying about that. God, help me to see the potential of each person, to to see them as you see them. In those moments, as Julie was talking about, it might be like, all right, I have to take a two second, you know, pause here before I say anything. And God, help me, show me what you you know want me to to do or want me to say in this situation, whatever it may be. Um, but sometimes it just takes that prayer. And also then at the same time, spending time in scripture, right? Spending time reading the scriptures and doing that again, as we talk about the kind of the two areas of the five by two, you know, doing that, you know, by yourself or with close, you know, close uh, people that are close in your life already, but then also doing that with other people too, you know, maybe a larger group. And so spending that time, I think is so important in scripture and also then spending time in prayer will also help as you seek to see the potential of each person. So when you organize this class, so I'm going to get into some logistics here. Uh, the first time you did it, you kind of had a target audience that you kind of asked them to be your, your test case. Test and the, case. <laughs> I, I, what, uh, what, do we, what do we call it here? The, you know, the, the pilot project. You, pilot had a, group, you, yeah. you had a group of ladies that were already studying the Bible together, and you asked if they could be the pilot project to kind of explore how this would work. Then did you offer it a second, a second uh, training session? We did, and we just um, kind of asked. Julie and I just kind of came up with a, 
random group of people and um, said, hey, you know, uh, would you be interested in doing do, going through this together? Like you said, the first group was a group that was already meeting. And then the second group was kind of just a, a random group of people that um, a random but targeted group. You specifically yeah, asked. Folks yeah, to exactly. And so we wanted a kind of a more of a um, across the ages. And, yeah. Yeah. A um, little bit. Yeah. I guess wider demographic, yeah. if you will. Um, but you didn't just throw it out as an announcement. Hey, we're doing this class. Where, where correct. Yeah. Yeah. Since we're still kind of a, we're in that pilot mode and trying to figure things out. And because um, really when we. Part of it too is we wanted to gather feedback or like this worked, this didn't, you know, so we can continue to improve. But yeah, it was the second round was a little bit more of because um, the first round was just female and then the second round, male and female, uh, multi generational. That was kind of our, our target there is to, to make it a little bit, um, you know, broader in terms of getting feedback to see, okay, did you know, we, we got the first round, did things work the same way, you know, what things, did the same things work, did the same things not work, you know, did one work with better with one group or the other, things like that, because we just want to continue to, to make it um, as impactful as possible. Yeah, and we also took, uh, like, we'll call it a pre-assessment, post-assessment of our uh, participants, just asking them some questions before they started, and then after, and then we just kind of reviewed that data and then from both groups and it helped us to understand what we needed to shift and change in, within teaching modes or whatever we did um, that really helped us to get that feedback not just their their words at the end like we could do this or that but it was just hard data as well so that was something new that I don't think we've done a lot here is seeking that from our participants to understand how they start and how they end a, a session like that. So what's the future? Are you uh, planning another uh, offering of a, another time that you're going to request people to come? Are you hoping for something different? We would, we would love to for sure. Um, so I think part of it is actually, you know, Julie and I kind of getting with uh, you, George, and then with Pastor Adam and kind of sharing our feedback and everything like that and then developing a plan of where where we go from here but um yeah it's been really exciting i've really um really enjoyed it and um yeah it's 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 been great to um just be able to kind of put these things together and then share it with people and then gather their feedback and um, we'll continue to make the adjustments and kind of decide as the adult discipleship team along with julie to to kind of figure out where we go from here and it kind of sounds like we're finishing up but we still have reaching the one like the actual last component motive to get to and that will be in the next episode won't it absolutely yeah we'll get into a little bit more of the the practical things mm -hmm. like that but again it all all ties together and leads up and um, as we're talking about the potential of each person today it's it's just so that's such a crucial piece of it and um, it may be something that's doesn't necessarily take a whole lot of talking about but it's so important and sometimes can be challenging to do right um so it, it, but it's crucial as we seek to to reach the one you have to be able to see that potential of each person to learn okay what is their story how are they unique and then being able to speak the gospel to that i guess i'm, I'm priming the pump i know we've got another episode where we're going to cover this but i want people to start thinking about it because maybe it's something you've never thought about listeners uh maybe you've 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 heard like we have our whole lives we need to share the gospel and you've never thought about how to do it or you said i could never do that hopefully as we've been talking about that the holy spirit's been been tugging at your heart you're not a project for us but uh, each one of you has a potential to be an evangelist to share that gospel and so i did just ask in, in the next week before you hear our next episode 
start praying about this. Ask God to, to reveal to you if maybe this is something you want to pursue further so that when we do give you some more information in the next episode that, uh, that you can jump up and say, yeah, uh, Dustin, George, Julie, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, and, and I, I genuinely mean this when I say this, and I, I tell people this is like if, if I can do things like this, I know anybody can. I mean, I truly mean that and, and truly, yeah, truly believe that, that, you know, if, if I can do this, then, and then anybody can. And so that's my, you know, kind of my passion is to show people, okay, here's the ways um, you can do that. And it, again, kind of back to the uniqueness, it's going to look a little bit different, maybe how George does it or how Julie does it versus how I do it again, because extroverts versus introverts, things like that. And it also just depends where has God placed you and where you live, your neighborhood, where you work or, you know, where you spend your time doing things, whatever it may be. Or it could just, maybe it's not those things, but it's, okay, God's really calling me um, to this area or to this group of people, whatever it may be. Um, you know, it's, it, that's the, the cool thing about it is we don't know, you know, for each person, it's unique of where God may call them. And I, I think one of the episodes I don't remember, just if you're looking for a way to just simplify this all and just <clears throat> make it more tangible, I think the training or just keep, keep listening if you're looking for that simplicity, because I think that's what it did for me. It, it helped me to just see it in through a new lens that just, it just makes sense. And there, there may not be anything that you've never heard before. I've, I've said that before. I've heard things before my whole life as a Christian, and yet thinking about it, you know, in a different setting, if somebody else shares it with me, I think about it in a different way. You know, that's a, the, the joy of Bible study is that God's Word is fresh every day. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times I read His Word, there's always something new because my life is different. And I can apply it in a different way. It means the same thing, but I'm applying it in a different way. Yeah, I would so, I would guess that most people coming into it, they've heard most, if not all, of the stuff. Like you said, it's just maybe a little bit different perspective. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, like Julie said, trying to simplify things uh, a little bit. So once again, we our conversation, we've run out of time. Uh, maybe I spent too much time on that band analogy earlier. But um, any last words, Julie or I'm Dustin? Good. I'm good. Yeah, I think, again, just... Uh, you know, we're looking forward to the next episode to kind of where it all kind of ties together, yeah. talking about reaching the one a little bit more in depth on that. But again, those first three motives, I just see, you know, resilient faith, compelling community, potential of each person are so important and they just, they lead to the reaching the one. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you'll turn in for the next episode. Now go out and serve God and others. <laughs>